Welcome to the 249th episode of Tale Talk. This is Chris. This is Casey. And you know what, buddy? We're like one episode away from 250 episodes. I, I was showing my wife like before I was coming down here to record and I was like, do you know how many podcasts have 250 episodes? And she's like, no, I was like, not a lot. I really don't think so. I would be very curious to see like where we rank in the like, you know, long term podcasting, you know, right. I feel like this is an achievement. I think that is something that we should definitely look up and um, pursue um, because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've been doing this and we help. We do have well over 250 episodes. So, right. That's, that's the other thing, uh, because we've been doing this since 2015 and we haven't stopped and we're back again with more geek news and i'm very excited because we're doing it by the end of this year we'll be hitting that that yeah that benchmark but let me ask you what have you been geeking out on well someone got me in to see a stars despite i mean we both backed it right on on kickstarter it was probably in crowd sorcery at some point and Gotta play um it. Yeah, I finally got into it, and I was like, man, this is a good, good game. So, been geeking out on that a bit, participating in Inktober. So, some of my, like, free time, most of it, will be spent doing that. And then, um, Fall of the House of Usher, which is just effing brilliant. It's Mike Flanagan's new series on Netflix. All the Poe stories kind of mixed into one narrative and uh updated to now um it's good it's violent like it's tv 14 and with the exception i guess of like nudity everything else is there like there is blood there is gore there is swearing like there is sex like it's very weird what TV 14 is on Netflix. So anyway, hey, I mean, that's the thing. I, I've so many people have said such like rave reviews about it. And like I've said, it's probably the reason why I need to turn my Netflix back on. There's a few reasons <laughs> yeah. for sure that you need, <laughs> yeah, to, sure. you need to get in there. Yeah. Uh, just in time for the holiday season, I'm hoping. That's so. it. Um, plenty of time off there. Let's see. As you're entering the Sea of Stars, I am exiting it. I just beat it. Um, yeah. I do need to work on the true ending. Uh, so I'm excited for that. It's I. I'm not gonna say much else, but I've been pushing to play it. Uh, it's up. It, I don't. I want to call it my game of the year because it just impressed me so much, and it was a. Big you played surprise. a lot of big games this year, dude. I have, and this. And we're gonna talk about two more. Big games to kind of close out the year. Exactly. And I we're mean, both battling not on over. both sides of it. <laughs> not over. It's not over yet. I got one coming yeah. tomorrow. Uh, that's what I mean. So yeah, that's it's crazy. Saying. Some Super Mario Wonder tomorrow. That's the other thing I'm geeking out on. Um, but, you know, I, I started watching Chucky Season 3. That Oh, nice. Okay. Great. Uh, it's I didn't get into Season 2 so much. I didn't even finish it. I, I need Me to still. Either. It was just kind of I didn't go back to it after I stopped watching it. Um, you know, I don't it just know kind of fell off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something else must have come on. Um, and it's hard. It's hard for me because I got to watch that stuff at night, anyways. So, and then I watched Spider Verse. It was the final animated movie in this year's 
um, cornucopia of magic. Uh, but mm-hmm. that was definitely the best animated movie of the year. If, and if not of all time, <laughs> well, listen, man, Spider-Verse is my favorite comic book movie of all time. The first one. And this one is just continuing the magic. This is better. And that it, opening I, sequence I, with like Gwen telling her story from her perspective, like I'm just like, I I right then I was like, what are we in for in this movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot it was two parts. So, oh yeah, that's the so best many. part. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the best part because all of a sudden I'm like, why are they starting this? Arc? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this movie's about to end. What is happening with this? Uh, this new arc like line. two and a half hours in it is just starting yep. what is going on it was this pacing is strange <laughs> oh, God. So but yeah that's that's about it for my my geek and alex it's just it's been so just keep playing city of stars whenever you can i just like i've told you it's it's non-stop yeah i'm excited to get more into it good times uh we did we did have some passings unfortunately and i uh the first one here is keith uh giffen uh creator of Lobo Jaime Reyes uh and did some great art in the 80s for DC's like Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Uh weird ass characters in a good way. Weird. Yeah. I mean, now they're in the pantheon. So Exactly. It's good stuff and he will be missed with such a strange social post uh <laughs> the the day he passed and it was just kind of this mystery on the internet for a little bit so uh that's a big loss phyllis coates who is who is phyllis coates uh so she's played lois lane oh yes i put this on here my bad yeah yeah, yeah. uh she was the very first tv lois lane yep yeah that's a that's a monumental role uh that you know it's funny i i was i looked at how many actors have played like superman how many have played lex Luthor, and it's kind of mind-boggling because it's you don't think about it because they've done superman over the ages so again with phyllis coat like there's been a lot of lois lanes and she was the first so um anthony hickok yeah <laughs> so uh anthony hickok is a horror movie director who passed away but he's done some amazing movies for me uh hellraiser 3 uh wax work is probably my favorite thing that he's done. Um, he did uh, that Warlock movie. Mm. Do you remember that? <laughs> like was a lot that... of like writer director um, of different kind of genre movies from like the eighties and nineties. He uh, he passed away. And then last up was Suzanne Summers, who I I mean us growing up in the nineties. Was step by step part of the whole TGI yeah. lineup. I love that show. I watch yeah. that show every yeah. week. Um, <laughs> I love. Su- I was yeah. Suzanne Summers was great. Uh, Three's, <laughs> Three's Company. Uh, she was an activist. Uh, Thigh Master. You know all the all the good things. <laughs> all, so, all the things. Uh, so let's just just give a moment of silence for all of these great people. All right. There's a couple things at the top of the show here that are to mention. Uh, so we just got done with uh, a New York Comic Con. And so that was last last weekend. Yeah. And so there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff that came out of that. So we'll be kind of touching on a few things throughout the show. Um, but this was a one of the biggest things I think that came out of it. Right. Was the formation of Ghost Machine. 
which takes uh, like a lot of your favorite comic writers and, and artists and whatnot. And they're starting this. What is it? It's a multimedia company um, that they'll do shows. This is like what Image Comics did in a way, right? In the comic world, this is doing something on a whole new level, right? With digital content. Yeah. So they're going to be. They're going to be creating their own comics and they're going to be put out through image. Mm -hmm. And the first ghost machine will be Geiger ground zero, a two part prequel series. Right. So yeah, Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns, uh, you know, Brad Meltzer, we've got Brian Hitch, Peter Tomasi, like good, good guys. So here's the thing. What, like, what does it mean? Right. Because these things keep happening and I don't know what like what made it really interesting is I was reading Jim Zub, a friend of Don't Forget a Towel. He has a (laughs) blog that he's had forever uh, since we started this, this ours. Right. So and he was talking about beware of predatory predatory publishers and this is not one. I do believe that these guys are going to be doing the thing, but it kind of reminds me of the thing that um, Jonathan Hickman did or is doing. You know what I mean? Um, where it's like all on uh, Substack, and then it's also going to get released through whatever. But right. for example, like massive publishing, he's talking about these predatory publishers who are putting out these books where they have like an actor attached to it they're promoting the actor they're not promoting the writers or the creators of the book at all like not even talking about them at all then they're saying like you know okay you wrote it you'll get the rights for the story but we'll get the rights for merchandising and they like put out like this really evil contract and it just really made me think of like that blade that wesley snipes comic through massive publishing you remember and like i don't know who wrote that comic you know what I mean? I usually know most of the indie people too. So like, I was like, you know what? That just kind of reminds me of that. Like they're flashing like these big stars, but like for what? And then their price goes up and then I guess they'll get picked up by Sony and then you cash out on that business and then you go. Right. They're, they're basically making storyboards. <laughs> yeah. It's, right. It's, it's just, it's, it's a stepping and here's stone. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. is attached to act here right. we, just, we just did your storyboards no exactly exactly Which is this kind of sounds like in that sense what you just said like they're tying into the entertainment industry in different facets of media they're creating their own storyboards correct and so but what this is is these great creators who want their own you know their own properties brought into the yeah. into the forefront without selling out to these companies like these companies that are just going to Netflix. We're in superhero, mo- right? We're in superhero fatigue, right? In a way, right now, and it's it's tough to get For around. Sure. Yeah. Um, what should happen next? There's great things like adapting the boys, um, which is like ridiculing that whole, the whole superhero thing in a way, and, yeah. and going that. So, and there's other stories out there that they've done a great job translating into you know into shows and movies. But mm-hmm. this is this is a great step because you do have some really solid creators. Uh, Geiger came out in 2021, I think it was. So they've been working up to this. And I yeah. think that they need to challenge the industry. 
and this is what we just got done with, right? With the writer's strike and and more. So the more control they can have, and if you can really self-publish yourself like that, let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm excited to see what, what's going to happen with this. It's, yes. it's a cool idea. See if it's up for pre-order. Do we know? Wh- which one? Oh, no, yes. Yeah. So Geiger, he's writing a new two-parter right now, uh, which is up for pre-order. And Geiger, the original one, came out in 2020 or 2021. So okay. you'd have to pick up the trade or whatever. I don't know if I picked up the first issue for that or not. I feel like I did because it was like a, this glow-in-the-dark cover, uh, which would make sense. But That would make sense. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, what doesn't make sense is brick-and-mortar stores. Uh, I don't know. But Netflix is going to try it out, uh, just like Amazon did. Uh, but I don't know. Netflix, who is so good at merchandising, is going to go for this uh, this new step in uh, their ways. So what do you what do you think about this? It's not it's nothing new. It has brick and mortar phased out? It's hard to say because it's like, is the brand of these whatever they're capitalizing on strong enough to support? A brick and mortar location is Stranger Things and Orange is the New Black and Nimona. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to say because, like, if you're not selling that anyplace else and it's just there, then yes, it is. Then it's the Disney store, right? Like, where it would just be in like one mall and, you know, you just happen to be able to go to it if you can't afford to go all the way down to Florida, right? This is before the internet, but like if you're carrying exclusive Netflix store things, then yes, there could be a possibility where it could it could work. Awesome. Yeah. We'll see. I mean they have plenty of things to merchandise. So Yeah, I mean I get to I'd it. Go into the store for sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. I I miss shopping. Uh real <laughs> shopping. Anyways, let's get to the news. Uh Marvel side of things. The MCU is in a complete shakeup. Um Let's start with Fantastic Four is going to start filming in spring of 2024. There's a lot of back and forth with this one. So that's good. I'm glad that they have some kind of timeline that, you know, Fantastic Four is going to be on the uh, on the docket soon because I've been waiting too long for it. I mean, maybe like the Raiders strike ain't over. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's all I'm saying. Well. Once the writers got back to work at Daredevil, they decided that um, they weren't good enough, so they fired them all. Um, and this was kind of surprising. So they they fired the rest of the the creative teams for what the the rest of the episodes that weren't already done. Um, what I what I've read about here is with the lack of showrunners for these shows, there's been issues with how they're structured, fan appeal, and so forth. What it, What is happening here? We just got done with a strike, and now it's like, oh, hey, we're not going to do Daredevil the way that we were going to. There's a lot on. There's a lot at stake here for Marvel with Daredevil being such a popular character in the MCU, having that Netflix show, but not anymore. I think from what we had understand forever, it's that Kevin Feige we trust, right? Like he was know. the person. <laughs> I mean, it was that for the right. longest time. So. It sounds like they just are scratching it. You know what I mean? And they just want to go and bring in someone else who's going to go and make this more cohesive. Like in the article, they are stating how like these one and dones like, oh, here's Moon Knight and 
You know what I mean? Like, here's Hawkeye. Here's these guys. Like, are we going to see them again? Like, what's it mean? It, like, She-Hulk, does it have anything to do with anything? And so I think that whatever the direction of this was going for Daredevil, it might not even be the fault of the people who created Born Again. It's just that now it doesn't align with what they're trying to do, which is hopefully get things back on track to feel cohesive, which it hasn't done since Phase 4 started. I think it's also important to think about how much time you're taking to do things like the pandemic definitely messed up a lot of their pacing and, and whatnot, especially after such a strong 10 years. Sure. But here's the thing. You need to start fast tracking some stuff. The idea now that there's like this murmur that let's re let's reboot it after secret wars. There's, you got to think on that kind of scale too. Like I, I just feel Create like the ultimate universe, whatever. Right. So if you're spending 20 years and these actors are just getting like, it doesn't make sense to me when you're trying to build something so big and connected to have it last so long. 10 years was perfect because then you just move on to something else. You shouldn't not have continued after Endgame. I feel you should have just <laughs> crisis it as they do. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, in lighter news, Miss Minutes everybody's favorite lady clock the todd nook art will be featured on minute made orange juice so that's cute go buy your clip. good for that guy right yeah i love that guy great art yeah. fun, great fun art uh over to comics black panther is going to be getting an ultimate uh series and that's going to be by jonathan hickman you know i and i'm sorry and marco chichetto and i'm just kind of at a loss with how much Hickman has control over the, the whole universe. All of it. All of it. I mean, <laughs> this next one that we're going to talk I about. I don't know, man. I don't know either. Whatever. We're getting a black, we're getting an ultimate Black Panther. I don't, I don't know if we ever got a Black Panther in the ultimate universe. We did. Not, not to the best of my knowledge, I don't think so. Or at least a series. Uh, but yeah. interesting enough, Peach Momoko will be doing Ultimate X-Men. One of my favorite artists who I always chase down her variants this is great. She's going to write and and do the art. It's going to be kind of weird, right? Uh, it's just kind of a different take on the X-Men, I feel, is going to be coming through this. And I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah. Like you said, she's a fantastic creator. So let's see what she does with it. Yes. Uh, over the other side of the pond, WB uh, might be sold again. There's There's a lot of rumors out there. One says that Universal will purchase them within two years. I mean, James Gunn even shared this on his social media. So, did he? He did. He did. Oh, he, wow. um, which was made a little bit more of an impression on me and, and kind of what's at stake, right? It depends on like if the DCU starts next year and then you have Superman Legacy happening in 2025, a sale takes place. If this doesn't launch right, Universal could just scrap the whole thing, you know, and then just be like, we're not going to even do this. So it is kind hmm. of a house of cards as usual uh, with Warner Brothers being passed around like uh, Thanksgiving gravy. Wow. Yeah, this is wild. OK. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Crossovers with Fast and Furious or Jurassic World. <laughs> All, All right. of it. Yeah. All of it. As far as the DCU goes, as of now, no Snyderverse actors will return to their original roles. But there is word, and even more 
hope that Jason Momoa will play Lobo. Uh, as they say, it's looking more likely. Yeah, what you know, that's just curious. Uh, ultimately, I don't care, but it is kind of like, I don't know, he's literally about to be Aquaman, and if the next time we see him, it's Lobo, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It like, is. Couldn't she just get anyone else? Right, exactly. And if Aquaman worked with the first film, and she did, and this makes one looks money, great. right? So if this one makes money, then yeah. what do you do? I mean, that's what that's what I mean. Like he's a good Aquaman. Like I like the stories being told with this guy. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I'd like to see where that goes. <laughs> yes, me too. At the same time. I think he was born to play Lobo. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get it. Listen, so, I don't know. I get it. Um, so, you know, with Lobo maybe showing up in Superman Legacy, we'll, we shall see. But also, Amanda Waller might end up showing up in that movie as well, which I'm all over, like, I mean, Viola Davis me. showing up in any movie. She as will. Amanda Waller. That, that doesn't surprise me. No, not at all. Not at all. Especially if it's, well, like, well into Superman's career and these characters are established. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. And we also got our first look at the concept art for Hawkgirl from Superman Legacy. You started watching the animated Justice League. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like, yeah, looks like Hawkgirl. Yeah. Yep. I, um, just like her. I love it. I'm really excited to see where they take it. And I'm going to leave it at that. We got this really cool Mondo New York Comic Con exclusive. They re released Superman 78, the vinyl, um, soundtrack and uh, oh the, nice yeah it's beautiful it's a really beautiful like set um i'll leave a link in here uh so people can take a look at it but yeah i was just kind of like wow i wish i collected these things because it would be a really neat display yeah i um i'm blown away by it and then last up at dc news we have merry little batman and i'm assuming this is a uh holiday special what is this it is it's another WB animated movie going to Prime on December 8th. I don't know why, but it's him and Damien uh, story for that. And I guess I don't know why these go to Prime instead of like great to max. I, I don't get it. So we 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 had reported that they were going to get more animated stuff. Yeah, on Prime, yeah. whatever deal they had. And they have a huge library of DC stuff on there now. It's just it's mm. strange that. Amazon just doesn't buy WB. <laughs> and yeah, at this point, right? Do it right. Yeah. I'm just gonna, let's let's think about that one in regards to what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this comes out on December eighth, and you're checking it out because we've got the primes. Uh, from the comics side of things, this is really exciting because you and I are both Elseworlds fans. Uh, they announced at New York Comic Con that it would be returning. But not only that, with six new series, um, including a new Dark Knights of Steel from Tom Taylor and a spinoff where Deathstroke is a Viking. So I'm I'm already sold. I mean, <laughs> DC versus Vampires World yes. War V is yeah. pretty insane. Yes, I was going to get to that, but. Oh, you're going through them all. Yeah. OK, sorry. Yes. It's OK. Like, listen. Every single one of these I want yes. to read. That's Absolutely. like whatever you're gonna say. Like I read the descriptions of all of them. The 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 artwork is freaking fantastic. The creative teams is fantastic. I'm in. Like yes. on every one of these. Yeah, just 
just, they know how to do it. So let's just keep li- releasing black label t- titles. Let's bring back Elseworlds. Um, Which is weird. Like, okay, more. what do you mean brought it back? Because, like, what's Dark Knights of Steel? Like, isn't that that was just an Elseworlds tale? That was just published under DC. If not okay, black, so they're just black putting label, it. Okay, check. so maybe they're calling it because, like, I guess, like, they just didn't have the label Elseworlds, but they were still telling some Elseworlds tales, which just not as much, I guess. Begs the question, like, why did you get rid of it in the first place? That's what I mean. Like, I just okay, whatever. Anyways, excited for what we are seeing. Yes, exactly. So another Gotham by Gaslight, the Kryptonian mm-hmm. Age, uh, Batman the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, the Deathstroke one's called Dark Knights of Steel That'll All Winter. Be a good toy. Ooh. Batman the Barbarian. A lot of That'll these be would a good be. Toy. Yeah. Uh, Green yeah, Lantern sure. Dark. Sure. Uh, Batman Bird. Nightfire. And then, like you said, the the Vampire one. So very, yeah. very excited for the return because I'm real done with this <laughs> soap opera stuff. I am. I'm <laughs> just tired and I need some just stories to enjoy. Um, yep. So another cool thing announced was the upcoming Action Comics Creatives. Um, a, a, I guess a bunch of superstars will be taking over the title, uh, the the title in 2024, including uh, Jason Aaron, which I'm very excited, who will be teaming up with John Timms, um, and he's going to be telling a Bizarro story. So that's cool. But I'm I'm really excited to know also that I guess we're going to get Joshua Williamson, also one of my favorite writers, with Rafa. Yeah. And Dovalon on art, and there's there's more. So I love this revolving door. Come in, tell a story, and be done. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, it's fun. That's a fun lineup of people too. Yeah, PK um, PKJ has been on the title for a long time, and mm-hmm. it's, after you do an, such epics, you gotta kind of just give you some stories. So, and then uh, last up, we have new Constantine is coming next year. So if you've been missing your favorite chain-smoking, grumpy warlock. Yeah. Always. He'll be back with uh, C. Spurrier and Aaron Campbell. It'll be a mini-series bringing the character to the United States on a mission. So, I'm pumped. I'm always in for a new story from John Constantine. For sure. Um, over to those galaxies far, far away. Uh, we got some reveals at the Lucasfilm Publishing uh, event at New York Comic Con. And we got to look at more of the Living Force, which I'm not interested in anything that has to do with more stories from the Clone Wars times or whatever, the the prequels and Jedi and stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> we do know now that Bounty Hunters will be ending the comic. Uh, Ethan Sachs it will be ending with number 42. Uh, I read some of this, and I really enjoyed it. And um, it really followed um, Valance, who was a popular character from like the 80s comics, and just kind of brought him back and threw him into continuity in a fun way and covered yeah. some of our favorite bounty hunters. And so, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I'll have to pick up this final run. We're also getting a new Django Fett comic, and they're going to be adapting Thrawn Alliance's uh, Jody Hauser, friend of DFAT. A lot of stuff coming from Star Wars. So you you showed your daughter Young Jedi Adventures. You got into that. That was fun. Yeah. Said for kids, right? Um, yeah. So apparently they're going to be featuring High Republic characters on there. Yeah, before they die. Exactly. <laughs> before the Starlight Beacon explodes. Hey, 
why don't you get really attached to this character and yeah <laughs> in a couple years i'll let you read about him yeah i'll, I'll let you know what happens on their adventures right. yeah you know that's cool and you know duh right like yep your own <laughs> big little universe put those people in there why not yep why not kid stuff star wars is for kids um next up Guillermo del toro was attached to a Star Wars movie featuring Jabba the Hutt. And not only that, DFAT favorite David Goyer was also working on it with him. Now, yeah. does that not sound like an intriguing project to you at this point? Sounds like Tales from Jabba's Palace is what it sounds like. Yeah. An yeah. anthology series. The rise, he said we had the rise and fall of Jabba the Hutt. Oof. Like, you could be a freaking godfather. <laughs> <laughs> the... The book of Boba Fett we should have gotten. Uh, we just, ouch. Right. Ouch. So, yeah, we missed out on that for other things. Um, but you know what? You can still enjoy some of your favorite LucasArt games. They're going to be bundling them all up. Every game that has already come out, um, and they're calling it the Heritage Pack, six games for Switch. It's going to be six. How is this bucks. any different than anything? It's not. Just go buy them digitally on sale for yeah, like five bucks. For like two bucks. The whole pack, the humble bundle for like right four dollars. Right. But now you're switched though. Sixty games. Exactly. Um, oh, gosh. All right. But if you don't got them, I guess here they are. Yeah. Here they are. Over in Star our Star Trek news, Prodigy be Prodigy has been saved. Uh, Yay! It is headed to Netflix, which is exciting. This is a fan-driven thing, Casey. Um, hey, sometimes they do some things. They do. They do the thing. How does this? I always wonder, like, how do these work? You know what I mean? Does like, do they just literally take off, like, the show from Paramount now, or like, do all the episodes go to Netflix only? Do they share them? I, I shouldn't ask these questions. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. I, I, I. I... I had a thought there for a second that Prodigy had already been taken off for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, and there was some kind of issue with that. But I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Um, the good news is it will be coming back. And I believe there's some episodes from the first season that never aired or something. or hmm. And so you'll be getting those as well. Uh, I do need to watch that show because it's pretty highly rated by um, a lot of people. Not just yeah. So Excited. Uh, over to the IDW world here. Uh, Sons of Star Trek has been announced. Another miniseries featuring the sons of your favorite wow. um, Star Trek characters all going on an adventure together. Um, <laughs> this is spinning out of Day of Blood, uh, where Alexander, who is the son of Worf, is, you know, having a hard time with life. And so uh, Jake Sisko, who has just been reunited with his father, who is dead for so long and... Uh, <laughs> He's he's in this too, and then Q Q Junior, he's yeah. in it. I I didn't know there was a Q Junior, but Nog Q Nog's, too. Nog's one of the greatest characters of Star Trek ever, um, and it's great that he's in it as well because he is. Jake's that's fun. As well. Yeah, it's good. That's, that's I awesome. will of course pick up the first issue variants and go about my day. I am drinking hot Earl Grey though. Last up, uh, we did get some updates about <laughs> Star Trek at New York Comic Con about what's coming, thankfully. And we are still getting the final season of Discovery. I'm very excited nice. for that. 
Um, Kid Cuddy, what is his name? Cuddy. Yeah, Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy. He's got this huge thing going on with Star Trek, including like apparel, and the whole collaboration includes so much stuff. And I believe like he even has some stuff on YouTube about it. Um, his latest song has been inspired by it. So big Star Trek fan. It's cool to see this kind of merchandising coming from Star Trek and this kind of ex- like, I guess, energy, especially since I don't think like Star Trek merchandise does very well. <laughs> so, no, we'll see. This no. is a new approach. Approach. I like Kid Cudi. Um, I think he's a good rapper. Yeah. All right, actor. But he also like he did like an animated either show or movie on Netflix like he likes to get into different mediums, and for that I appreciate it. So, oh. good for him. Cool, creative. That's great. Yeah. Um, and then last up, Starfleet Academy is uh, underway, which is a show that I've said should have been made for decades now. I don't understand why we waited this long for this I idea. I could have yeah. writ- written this when I was a kid. Um, but Tawny <laughs> Newson, uh, from Lower Decks, will be writing an episode or two. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, sweet. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but let's jump over to crowdsourcing because some interesting things here, um, including Street Humans is back, Casey. Remember that Kickstarter? I do. Did it not make its money last time? No. Or... Okay. No, it oh. was. Remember, it was like the one of the first bigger kick like action figure kickstarters after Mm -hmm. four horsemen kind of set the precedent with you know with mythic legions and stuff so this was a this was a good attempt this is i think this is like shatterman's prime is a part of this and like some other creatives and stuff like that it is it's people from toy biz it's so can i so let me just say this the last time they did this two hundred eighty six thousand. they made 42 grand this time they're looking for 120, so less than half, and they're at 34 grand. It would still behoove me to think that they're only going to get to maybe 50 grand. Crazier things have happened, like flanneled Sasquatches. These are so like the shittier versions of what they were before. Oh, so it's it, it does, I didn't even look at it. Yeah. So it's even so maybe the the sculpting has been scaled back a little bit to meet pricing needs. Yeah, for know. sure. Like the other ones had like full on like jackets and weapons and all this stuff. They looked a little bit more like Super Seven. Okay. These do not. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck to you. I hope. Um, anyways, Kevin Eastman is completely on board. Uh, with revitalizing this TMNT and other strangeness RPG. It's a long out-of-print RPG. I saw this. I didn't really look into it too much. So it's apparently slated to return to Kickstarter. Um, so Paladin, Paladium Books teamed up with Paramount, and they want to release this onto Kickstarter at the end of this month. Okay. This is weird. This book came out in 1985. Right. Okay. It's wild, no. right? And so don't they worry, wanted... we'll put a link in once it comes out, guys. And we'll that's just talk about it. Even more. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and Kevin Eastman was a part of it with Peter Laird, right? And and so now it's like, yeah. would would they do some updates? Would he do some new art? Like, we're gonna add a lot of new characters and whatnot. And what is other strangeness? Just the world is, you know, what it is. 
just because they took yeah. the mutant mayhem away from them already. So I uh, think so. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I think that's what they were going for originally. Um. Anyways, <laughs> and then last up, Astro Witch is back. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Ruben and I wrote this story, Astro Witch, and issue two is coming out. The pre-launch page is up, and um, it's a comic about a girl who gets, how do I say this? Like, another celestial being goes inside of her, (laughs) and they have to fight (laughs) other celestial beings, including the deadly sins. So it's um, great artwork really clever writing <laughs> check it out we'll leave the link in there <laughs> if i must say so myself um I, so yeah that's it that's it uh so this is a good time to go to commercial check out all those links for the kickstarters back them if you want there the bugger is she's a big one ain't she oi over 20 points of articulation great sculpting and look at the paint job on her We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you. We're Don'tForgetAtowl.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetAtowl.com the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. All right, we are back from those glorious commercials, and uh, this, is, this is a big thing. We don't talk about apparel much, but let's talk shoes. Shoes are big. Kids love shoes these days. I can't even believe how much money kids spend on shoes sometimes. It blows my mind. It's what they collect. It's it's such a crazy trade market. Like, I can't yeah. even, I, I, like, from what I do, it's hard for me to comprehend how much money is in shoes, you know? And it's it's amazing. So, um, being big corn fans, uh, for both of us, and I love Adidas shoes. And this is this is a no-brainer that took um, nearly 40 years. 30 years, years. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get why this is happening now, but whatever. <laughs> but now it's like, I can buy these, so whatever. Yeah. Um, this is, I, I need to find these because they actually look really cool. Sometimes these designer shoes are a little goofy looking, like He-Mans and, and the Thundercats and all those yeah, kind of yeah, shoes. Yeah. Like, all right, or Superman shoes. No, I'm not going to buy those. But this... These are pretty funky, so I'm going to keep an eye out for these. And the song. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know what came first. Chicken of the Egg. I did love soccer. I, I used Adidas gear for that. But I did love corn growing up in in the uh, in the young ages. So <laughs> all day I dream about soccer. <laughs> exactly. <Anyways>. Shoes. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> Will you be picking these up? That's the that's the question of the hour. I mean, it's cool. I don't know if I'll get them, but it depends on how much they cost you. It's it's cool that's for sure. That's true. That's true. All right, so there's a lot of comic book news thanks to Comic-Con, so let's just go through the best stuff. Dynamite Comics uh, and Warner Brothers. We're getting... What is this? Oh, man. For comics based on Thundercats, Powerpuff Girls, and more, including our favorite Space Ghost? Oh, jeez. Johnny Quest. Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Oh, the Flintstones? I know. I know. This is great. Great. Well... Oh, yeah. Dynamite's picking up all those uh, IPs. Yeah, I and this is another weird one. Like, where did this come from? You know what I mean? Like, who's yeah. I'm 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 probably gonna want most of them. <laughs> this Thundercats is definitely getting picked I up. I mean, it's beautiful. Oh. It's effing beautiful. Dang. All we need is a Alex Rossberry and cover for that. <laughs> yep. Um, Gargoyles, which we'll be talking about a little bit. Gargoyles is back in full moonlight, um, and they're getting a new comic book series. So we had a Gargoyles run, and now we have Gargoyles Quest, uh, which is the continuation of what they were doing. Um, this is from Dynamite, and this January we'll be getting a, the payoff from the Gargoyles series and more. So we had a Dark Ages miniseries, we had the ongoing. And now we're going to have an event within the Gargoyles comic universe hmm. because it's the 30th anniversary. Yeah, go big or go home with these Gargoyles. I, that's remarkable. Isn't Greg Weissman also the creator of like Young Justice? I think so. Right? Genius. Genius creator, right? So. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So, yeah, good on that guy. I mean, this, for being a Disney property, it's just one of those things that. Is an out We're going to talk more about it. We are, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Let's not even do this right now. <laughs> Garth Ennis, um, one of your favorite writers. Yes. And James Bond, one of your favorite characters ever. They're going to make a baby. It's going to be a much darker comic book. How excited are you for this one? I'm pretty excited. You know, he created... He created, like, this womanizing kind of James Bondy character a while ago um and it was like what if james bond was just like a complete teen ape and it was stupid it was funny you know like his his dark sense of humor uh so this is going to be very interesting because i can easily see james bond being dark er i guess you know what i mean and having like his his sense of humor listen that guy wrote the shit out of the punisher he can write some yes. james bond i have no doubt and the boys <laughs> <laughs> right. And and all the things, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, just, yes. he's amazing. Yes, absolutely. Um, next up, Omnipress uh, announces a Nacelleverse line of comics and graphic novels. So how do you go bigger than bringing back biker mice from Mars into action figure form? Well, let's put out comics and graphic novels and more. Um, but not only that, RoboForce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this is... I don't even know how to explain it besides their <laughs> business model is 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 excellent <laughs> from going from the toys that made us to to where they are now is it just blows my mind. And they're yeah. they're doing it um, and they're and they're for real. And it's just it's neat because what is <laughs> what was old is new again. And the nostalgia of everything is so important these days. I think this is this is this is awesome. 
don't know. It's weird. It's just like it's exciting. Like that the '90s property, like Oni Press as well. Like they haven't really. We don't talk about them that often. So, it's a weird mix. Um, see if it pays off. You know, yeah. I like that Ryan Reynolds is really into this idea for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, which kind of harkens back happens. to what we talked about before <laughs> yeah yeah with attaching an actor and, and right uh, yeah no but i i do trust these people <laughs> for the most part um next up is uh marvel does these cool black white and blood series and so they're going to be giving alien the treatment as well since now they own the property and this is actually a really cool idea i think some dark horse comics back in the day were black and white for for aliens so um i'm excited for this i love it because a lot of time they bring in different creatives for each book and so it's like a it's basically an anthology yeah there's some i see like a lot of uh i see some of the writers on there mm-hmm. stephanie phillips i think she's from buffalo oh that's cool almost positive like huh. she used to just do dc stuff huh wow okay anyway cool that's awesome i love those kind of books yeah me too like the blood one i think is more is is more marvel but it's like black that's where batman black white came from so so, such a cool concept um anyways last up in comic news Philadelphia uh brings together spawn savage dragon blackula dracula and john adams for the most craziest comic book crossover this side of independent comics this is wild and <laughs> i don't know why it exists it just sounds freaking sweet so yeah i'm uh i'm i'm into this idea of course i i want to read it the cover looks badass i mean we've got werewolves and spawn <laughs> are you kidding me crazy so yeah, it kicks off uh november philadelphia number 31 so still time to order. I pre-order that yeah that seems like something that needs to be collected as well. Yeah. Um, take note. <laughs> and so let's jump over to our newest section. Um, I thought that was shoes. Was it? Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, we have so much new stuff going on and on Tomway Talk that we yes. can't keep up with it. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the audience. Um, we got some anime and manga news. Uh, Dragon Ball Daima Dama is. I think. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's a little so the only thing is kind of weird is like we don't know when it takes place because there was Dragon Ball GT Ah, where Goku became a child and it sucked and they didn't tell us where this is. So I don't know. It's kind of weird because like Dragon Ball Super, I don't think I don't even know if it's ended. It looks cute, though. Right. So it'll be more of the the Dragon Ball versus dragon ball z i would imagine in that yeah yeah that like more kid like all right also at new york comic con it was announced that kaiju number eight will stream exclusively on crunchyroll and that will be in 2024 this is what it's good it's kafka hibino spends his days cleaning up the mess left after kaiju attacks that is until a bizarre counter turns kafka into a kaiju himself uh that'll be coming out in april I guess this manga is freaking awesome. I'm I'm down for that too. Did you read or did you watch Chainsaw Man? Or you I started like it? it. Yeah, I need to actually go back. I haven't watched that much anime because of 
October. Right, right. So, right. Well, Chainsaw of, Man counts. <laughs> it's so that's fun. true. That's true. I, could, I need to work in some horror <laughs> anime. <laughs> yeah, there's. A, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, well, I'm at a loss to watch. What to watch tonight? I'll just turn that on. In fact, if you're at a loss of something to watch, Crunchyroll is going to have a free 24/7 channel now, uh, so you can check that out. And it's hell. Yes. Whatever's on is on. So if you love anime, t- tune in all day. Uh, then last up, Captain Laserhawk, the the Ubisoft Netflix show is that we're patiently waiting for we'll be getting a manga style comic book uh based in that blood dragon universe so i'm pretty pumped for this this is even better because they're expanding and doing it in different media forms so good for them can i just say i just read in this article so blood dragon is the universe where games you right the name of the game yeah, but like what they're doing now is Ubisoft has kind of changed it into a shared universe where Far Cry, Rayman, Beyond Good and Evil, and all these people can exist in this yes. weird world. <laughs> oh, gosh, so good. Very smart. Yeah, very smart. So I'm really excited to see who who else they're not showing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well, who they're holding back on. So Right. Jumping over to TV and streaming news, um, Motu Revolution. We've been waiting, and we've been waiting, and we've been patiently waiting. It drops on January 25th, which is actually when I'm going to be turning on Netflix. Okay, smart idea. That's when. <laughs> that's that's the time. Yeah. Um, we also got our first look at Walking Dead, Those Who Live, which is the Rick and Michonne spinoff. Um, I'm... Still amazed The Walking Dead's alive. Um, and I've heard that the Daryl Dixon show is decent. And it's crazy that it's still in the popverse. At least it's not still New York Comic Con badges, though. This is so weird. Okay. Interesting. I thought they would have been done by now. Like, like we're good. I don't want to be grimy all the time. <laughs> just, it's like zombies. They just keep coming. Yeah, they just keep Slowly. Coming. All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of slowly uh, Godzilla Legacy of Monsters uh, dropped an awesome trailer at Comic Con and the show's out right I think so I know there was reviews that came nope. out for it I'm November sorry, 17th yeah November 17th no. so in a month Yeah, uh, but I think people have seen it and from what I've heard people have compared it more to what is it, 2014's Godzilla movie? Mm-hmm. So, well, it's that, it's that universe. Right. And it is more of a slow burn being a TV show. So, but I'm so excited about this because, yeah. like, I, I love those movies. I like that they go, that they're going to do time skips and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Exactly. Because it is such a, like, it's such a spread out thing that we've learned over these movies that different people have been involved in it. It's been hidden. So it's a really smart idea to to do it that way. I agree. Um, the Witcher will end with season five. Okay. <laughs> what did we just get done with? I didn't watch it. Three? Three. Three. Okay. So then four is the other guy. And I guess five will be the last one with this guy. Hemsworth. The other yeah. Hemsworth. The other Hemsworth. The other. The Hemsworth. lesser Hemsworth. Yeah. 
Right, right. The Lesser Witcher. They, mm -hmm. I think that that's what they call them on the internet. I'm pretty sure. Okay. But this is the bit of news that we've been really waiting to talk about, uh, which is live-action gargoyles. Not yeah. Only, it's just, this is, this is insane. I'm just curious how it's going to look. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, if it's a TV show, like, that's a, this seems like a lot of CGI. And how is that going to look? Granted, CGI looks a lot better now, but, like, I'll be cautiously optimistic, but it's Disney, and if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be them. Exactly. So let's let's wait and see when we get our first look at Goliath. Probably that'll be, yeah. be the first thing we get. Yeah. So this was neat. I found this um, Silent Hill Ascension. It's an interactive series. Uh, it's kind of like a not the first of its kind per se, um, but definitely change like nowadays changing the the medium. And so this is going to be an interactive streaming series. Um, with weekly episodes that the audience can influence while it's on the air. This is that Sony Pictures core I told you about, uh, which I had a, a bunch of credits because I got the Bravia TV. And also yeah. we get that we get that shitty B lineup being PlayStation right. Plus um, right, right. numbers. And so through this core service, which reminds me also of PlayStation TV in a way, um, if slapping a new label on something. But mm -hmm. this is how you'll be able to watch it. And I'll be checking it out because I think it's a cool idea. Sure. You know, I I like Silent Hill. Um, I like when games like this, Resident Evil, they get more inventive because it's kind of hard to to change these 30 year old games into something new. And some people don't like that either, but I would try it out. Let's jump over to movies. Uh, A24. They've acquired the Halloween rights and they're seeking more IPs. So it was funny because John Carpenter was just talking about Michael Myers and not being dead and he's like godzilla and blah 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 and it's so it's so true it's like that's not the last time we're gonna see michael myers so how do how do you do it different a24 is a good film house what do you think about that i'm excited to see what a24 can do with more traditional ip you know halloween can still be done like on a budget like a four to ten million dollar movie and typically a24 does cheaper budgets as well um but they also said that they might want to do something like an action movie, you know, which is not in their typical wheelhouse. So let's see what the studio that does The Witch uh, can, can do with this stuff. I, I'm kind of excited. That sounds good. I, I'm always up for more Halloween movies. I mean, there's a lot to do with them. So right. the... yeah. Last up, uh, we got Kingsman, The Blue Blood. Another Kingsman movie's on the way. Amazing. Yeah. They're going to start filming it. You know, in 2024, so we probably won't see it till 2025. But I'm excited to see a new Kingsman movie. <laughs> and where's this set? This is after <clears throat> after two. So okay. Eggsy would be there, his uncle, presumably. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Take more. Take more. Um, and then last up in gaming in the gaming section, uh, this weekend, you and I are playing different games. Uh, I bought. Super Mario Wonder, because my wife loves Super Mario games, and we'd love to play those together. So that is our that is our new game going into the weekend. Yeah, and I want to ignore my family, so I have Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Spider-Verse has many, many members, so they could be your family. Yeah, I'm, ex I'm curious to see which one wins this weekend. Yes, two big franchises. It is, it is, and it's two different audiences in a way too so it'll be 
mm-hmm. probably big for both. Um, I think Romero, so too. Yeah. And Wander is getting, both games are getting some rave reviews. Wander has been compared to Super Mario World. Um, so like the, the writer for felt, the Super Nintendo. He felt like that kind of feeling about playing that for the first time, playing this, that it's, it's such a unique experience and a new, new experience in some ways too. Um, lots of surprises. So I'm pretty excited. That's the thing with Nintendo, man. Like yeah. they never cease to amaze you. No, no. Um, we're going to get a PS five slim, uh, just in time for the holiday season. That's great. I wish that we would get the PS five pro eventually as well, which we will. Um, I don't know. This is, this is fine. This is getting more units out uh, a little bit more of a sleek design. Just in time for them to sell a bunch of the holidays. To those who yeah. are waiting too long. Yeah. Or you couldn't get it, right? So, right. yeah. I mean, good luck to you. May the odds be ever in your favor. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a big one. Microsoft is buying Activision and Blizzard. Act, it's Activision Blizzard. Blizzard. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. right. Activision so, acquired Blizzard. That's right. Yeah. And Microsoft could acquire this. So, uh, this would just be huge again because... Now you're taking that's Warcraft, right? Like, and you just took Bethesda, so you you have like the biggest RPG franchises in your in your hand, like that's bonkers. Yeah, well, if we're this seeing goes this. through, right? But we're seeing this strange movement and acquire like acquirement of all these big companies, and it's just it's, it's Blade Runner. It's just it's all, everything's going to be a fucking corporation. Dude. There you go. There you go. Um, and then our Mario sandwich for this section. Um, we have a new voice actor for Mario, and it's Kevin F. Ghani, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, I don't know much about the guy at all, but he's replacing um, Charles Martinet, who has been doing the Mario voice for 25 years. Ooh. Yeah, I know. So he does do the voice in Wonder. Uh, so you'll get to try it out there and, and kind of like hear what the new voice sounds like. He does yes. Mario and Luigi. Oh, cool. What if I don't like yeah. it? I return the game. Yeah, I think you get a new game. Oh, okay. <laughs> with Chris Pratt, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. Well, that's that's the end of the show. Casey, where can you find us? All over the interwebs at don'tforgettotell.com and dfatentertainment.com where you can listen to other great podcasts straight to your ear holes from our podcast network. Download it, stream it, whatever you need to do. Um, This is Casey saying thank you guys for getting us almost 250. We are very, very close. And uh, go read some comics. And this is Chris saying don't forget a towel.